All right, Coach Brent Brennan of San Jose State is joining us today. Coach, we thank you for your time in, the, in these crazy times. I want to ask you, uh, especially lately with all the news of now, you hear the PGA Championship might be coming in August. We're talking a lot about football. It's in the national conversation between the president, Governor Gavin Newsom, things of that nature. Where do you think we are? Is it, is it logical that we might start football on time? You know, I don't know, and, and I'm certain there's people a lot smarter than me figuring that out for us. <laughs> I uh, Obviously, I hope so, and, and I think, uh, you know, everyone in America hopes so. Um, I know I've got a team full of young men and people around our program that have worked really, really hard, been having a great offseason, and, and everyone's really, you know, hopeful and anxious to to find out where, where we will be, um, you know, in August and September. Have you gotten any guidance from anywhere, the school or anybody, as far as like wh where are you guys at? What do you know so far? Or wh what can you tell us about what you know about potentially starting relatively on time? Actually, we you know we don't know. We don't know. I think everybody is still kind of um, waiting to find out what kind of information and data we get from the government and yeah. CDC and all the people making the decisions that are going to kind of give us some more uh, clear guidance on on which way this is heading. But it's been a really interesting month and uh you know i think everyone is is doing the best they can to to make the best of the situation coach when when this news hit and when we got kind of a shelter in place I, it, you were kind of midway through spring ball correct uh run me through how you found out and kind of what it's been like since we've uh, kind of our world has changed really well it's just been really interesting right i think um you know anybody that's been a college student athlete knows that that life comes with a lot of structure and everything is just certain times of the day, you're always doing something that is football related or academically related or even socially related. So um, that part of it is so much different. You know, when, when we did find out, then all of a sudden we started to try and say, okay, what are we going to be able to do to provide for our student athletes academically? What kind of support, uh, what kind of plan, what kind of structure can we put in place to give them a, a chance to be successful? And then, um, and then, how, then how does that play out with football? and the time we're going to lose from a strength and conditioning standpoint and, and from just kind of the schematic and the, and the learning of football, uh, you know, place. So it's been kind of a – it's been a lot to kind of put together because it's just some – it's so new, right? Everyone's doing it for the first time. Nobody had um, – you know, we didn't have the mega virus plan in place. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think anybody did. <laughs> yeah, so, this, so that's what's interesting about it is, is we're learning how we go. We're finding out some things we like better than others. But it's been a, a challenging process, but it's also been a really good process. Coach, you, uh, you put out a PSA. I believe it was a week ago today with uh, Cal and Stanford. Why did you guys do that? Why was it so important for the three head coaches of, of our Bay Area universities to put out a PSA uh, just to kind of let people know what to do? You know what, I, I think there's lots of reasons that, that David and, and Justin and I wanted to do that. I think one thing that's important is, you know, as people out there in the community, obviously college football gets a lot of attention. Um, that We know that our voice reaches a lot of people through social media, through our student population, through our alumni base, through our network, whatever that is, right? Being in a huge market like the Bay Area, yeah, um, there was it was an easy thing for us to do. I think also part of it, at least speaking for me, I can say is there was selfish is that I wanted to encourage people to do the right thing. Uh -huh. and, um, you know, I think with uh, Coach Shaw and Coach Wilcox, it felt like we were, the fact that we were doing it together and kind of the overall theme of that, like to get through this, we need to work together. It, it seemed to make it just like uh, that, that more appropriate for us to get that message out um, you know, in the same time.
going back to uh, to football, where where was your team at? I mean, you got coming off a good year. You're one win shy of a, of a bowl eligibility, probably your best year. Uh, you're building something, but you, you get in the spring ball, you're in the middle of it, and then all of it kind of changes. So where did you think your team was uh, spring-wise as you guys are trying to head to a new season? You know, we were really excited. Spring practices were going great. Um, we had a lot of people coming out to watch us run around and throw and catch and tackle and block. It was just – it had a great feel to it. The energy, the players, kind of the expectations, the continuity of the staff. There was just really a lot of good things in place. And we were off to a great start. We were six practices in. We were excited for a huge weekend. Uh-huh. And then, all of a sudden, you know, all of a sudden the circumstance changed. And I think like anything else, you know, uh, now is trying to figure out what's going to be the best course of action for this team so that when we come out of this, we, we can come out of it in a position to take the next step and to continue to build a championship program we want to have at San Jose State. What players should we be looking out for this year, Coach, when we get back? Because I, I feel like we all think we're going to get back to football, and that's a thing that's going to happen when we don't know. But uh, who should we be looking out for on the Spartans this year in 2020? No, I, I, that's a funny question because normally people um, disguise that question in the quarterback thing, right? We've got a group of quarterbacks. Yeah. Uh, we've got a bunch of guys there competing for that. Um, you know, we have some guys that, that played well as you know last year and you know and Nick Nash and then we have some young players and Alex Trujillo and Jake Simmons that have been fighting through the process and then we have Nick Starkle that joined us the transfer from Arkansas so there's a lot of action there that's one of the things that I I think all of us are disappointed that we we lose the chance to see that battle kind of unfold on the field you know now they'll get their chance later on and that and we'll see that in in the coming months but we were having fun watching it um, day in and day out all those guys were, were taking turns, making plays and improving at a really high clip. I think, on you know, with Trey Walker, an all-conference receiver, he's coming back. Really good player, really explosive. First team all Mountain West. Um, really excited for him to see what he's going to do his senior year. He's played a lot of football here. Uh, we got some veteran guys in the offensive line that are returning. We're excited about them. Um, defensively, it's going to be a lot of fun because, uh, you know, on the deep, on the defensive front – we're going to be put, plugging and playing a lot of new players in there. Uh, we lost some good players, you know, with uh, Ethan Aguayo and Jesse Asuna. So that linebacker thing is going to be all over the place. I think we've added some great athleticism and talent to that group with some of the junior college players and the high school players that have joined us early. So we're excited to see that. And then in the back end, you know, Jay Leonard and Trey Webb are two really good players that do a lot of good stuff and make a bunch of plays. So um, it's going to be fun. It, it, that's always the challenge this time of year, and that's kind of maybe one of the things that I think all college coaches or football fans in general are feeling like they're missing is you, you know, spring practice is kind of that, you know, precursor to the real thing, and, and mm-hmm. it's getting everybody an idea of where they're at. The depth chart is starting to set the pecking order and, and all that, so everyone's, like, anxious about that, not knowing what that is. Yeah, I think we're all very anxious. Uh, you touched on the quarterback position. You're losing – yeah, so actually, um, you know, Josh Love, our quarterback. I'm sorry, Josh. Yeah, that's all right. That's all right. Jordan's getting a lot of attention, um, you know, because he went to the combine and played well. But, it, it's, you know, as far as I know, Josh Love was the all-conference quarterback in the Mountain yeah. West. And, and so I'm really excited to see what, what he can do. Um, one of the things that I've been doing is I've been talking to some teams on behalf of some of our guys because it's changed a lot. Those guys didn't get a chance to have their pro day at San Jose State where they run the 40 and bench and – and vertical jump and do, you know, do all the combine testing with a, in front of a bunch of scouts and then also throwing, catching, uh, 
position specific drills. And so they're, they're missing that. And so, you know, I, I think that part of it is hard for those kids that are coming out at any school, because if you didn't go to the combine, then now it's a much different draft than it's ever been in the past. But yeah, I absolutely believe in Josh Love. He's a fantastic young man. What a great player. And I think he's one of those guys that you got to believe in him because he, he, he found a way to just keep persevering and getting better every year. And, and for you, you have to be excited. Uh, you signed a three-year extension uh, in the, towards the end of the season. Coach, what did it mean to you to, to make sure you're continuing your, to be able to build your program and the, and the confidence that the school has in you to, to keep going on with the Spartans and building this thing there? Well, this administration has been tremendous. Dr. Papazian, Marie Tuitt, you know, the president's cabinet, they've been really supportive of what we're trying to build with our football program in San Jose State. Obviously, the, the extra time is extremely exciting because I think this program needed time. It needed time to build a solid foundation and take the proper steps that it takes to build a program that, it, that is consistently successful. And, and that's been the goal, you know, day one, is build a, build a football program that wins year in and year out, plays for conference championships, goes to bowl games. And I think we're on a really good path that way. And having that extension from the, from the university, that confidence from our administration makes me feel great and makes our players know that everyone believes in the process and that we're all in it together. We know exactly where we're headed and we're going to have a lot of fun getting there. And being a San Jose guy, I mean, it has to mean more to you, coach. You're, you're from there uh, to be doing it for the Spartans, right? It's, oh, it's so special for me. I grew up coming to these games. I've been, you know, Played a lot of tackle football out in the parking lot, um, with, you know, with my siblings and anyone else we could find a game with. So I, I'm back home. My family's here. Uh, my wife's, in, you know, from the East Bay. And so it's really been pretty amazing to be here and excited to continue to live in this community and, and make everybody at San Jose State or anybody with any connection to San Jose State proud of what we're doing on the field. And, Coach, as I, I talked to you about it, I'm from Fresno. I went to Fresno State, so a Valley guy. And that, that's a big rivalry, those two schools. Uh, a new coach over there in Kalen DeVore, uh, Jeff, he replaces Jeff Tedford. What is it about that rivalry with Fresno State? And, I mean, obviously you expect to, them to be battling out with you guys in the years to come. Yeah, absolutely. It just has so much history to it. And I think there's been so many epic football games, epic battles going back over the years that every generation or anybody that has any part of San Jose State or Fresno State has this incredible memory of a great football experience that involved mm -hmm. a head-to-head -head game. And so – that part of it's been so fun. And since we've been here, we've had good battles with them. We're excited because we found a way to win this one this year. Yeah. Back late in the game in a really wet, windy, you know, ugly weather game. And, yeah. you know, Josh Love and, and our seniors just battled through it. And it was just an awesome moment for us. So we have respect for Fresno State. they got a great program. But, you know, we're excited about what we're doing here. And yeah. we're going to look forward to playing those guys every year. Yep. Coach, on the scheduling front, uh, it's kind of a weird time because you really can't think about anything outside of us just staying healthy and staying safe. But uh, scheduling-wise, uh, in the future, what do you expect to do in that front and, and maybe bring in some really big competition, you know, to San Jose? Well, you know, those schedules are interesting. A lot of them are built out, you know, three, four, five years in advance, right? So some, some of those things, um, you know, don't have much say in. But I think along with our athletic director and, and our president, there's a lot of good conversations about – you know, how does it play out home and home? Um, you know, who do we have to go play? You know, what kind of financial compensation are we going to go find and play somebody and go take our, take our team to that stage and see what we can do, kind of like we did a year ago at Arkansas. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it all, it all comes together, and, and there's always ongoing discussion about that because it's really an interesting, uh, you know, business proposition, like just how they figure out 
who's going to play who and how the, yeah. the deck shuffles all the time. You saw that happen a couple of weeks ago with us in Georgia and USC. Mm-hmm. So it, it's always interesting. We're just excited to play uh, football. So yeah. whoever it is, we'll line up and we'll go get ready to play good ball and have fun with it. As we know, there's there's no playbook really for this, uh, what we're going through. Are you talking to any other coaches across the country, maybe the guys at Cal and Stanford, about how they're approaching this? How are you um, bouncing ideas or kind of figuring this process out? What's the what's that look like for you? You know, I, I think uh, football is one of those really uh, unique professions where we share a lot, right? Like coaches share a lot. You can go to clinics and listen to this coach talk about this or whatever. So I've been on the phone with coaches all over the place and everyone's been, it's really been interesting people trying to figure out what's going to work best for them or, or their programs. Um, and every, uh, you know, depending on where you are in the country, right, there's different rules and regulations in place in terms of, you know, shelter in place or, you know, what that is. So that, that ongoing discussion is interesting. You know, some of the stuff I read on the internet or I see is just amazing with people trying to figure out, um, you know, uh, you know, working out and training physically and, you know, cause most of our players can't go, you know, to a gym, right. In California. And so yeah. dealing with that. So where are they going to, how are they going to continue to get strong, continue to improve themselves physically? So th- that's the ongoing challenge for us in California, trying to figure that out, but everybody's getting creative with it. Everyone's trying to, you know, help their guys uh, stay on that good path and c- continue with the momentum they built the off season up until we you know, we had to go home. Are you sending them like uh, either training staff sending them any workouts to kind of keep? Yeah. I mean, obviously, yeah. How are, how is that going? Yeah, absolutely. So our strength and conditioning staff, um, you know, sent them home, sent them home with like a a packet of both. Um, you know, for a lot of them, it has to be modified, right? Sure. Because you know, a guy might have one set of dumbbells at his house, and he doesn't yeah. have yeah. Uh, you know the other things necessary for it. So um, you know, our strength staff is working closely with our players. Our players are calling them or but they had like a baseline of things that they had to do, mm-hmm. um, you know, that kind of built out for them and, and help keep them on a good track in terms of, you know, staying strong and staying physically healthy and ready to play the game of football. When we get back, Coach, and we all can't wait, and hopefully, uh, you know, the first time we get back, we have fans in the stands. But does this experience make you appreciate football and what you do even more? Because I know I look at things a lot differently and can't wait for us all to get back to no, I, I absolutely think it does. In, in, in general, I think this experience makes us appreciate everything that's important outside of football, sure. right? Yeah. But all of a sudden, you're, you're pulled back in with your family. I spent more time with my teenage kids in the last month than I have in the last 10 years, you know? Uh-huh. And so um, that part of it is actually special. You, everyone's a little bit more refocused on their health, mm-hmm. you know, to, to see a lot of people, you know, getting workouts, online yoga, uh-huh. you know, getting creative with uh, – you know, whether it's, you know, exercising or anything. So I think that part's really good. And then I think football is, you know, one of those sports that has a truly unique space in, in our country. And people are so passionate about it. It's such a great game. Um, it's so uniquely our game. And I think that's the one thing that, that everyone is so hopeful. Like, America needs football back. We yeah. need to get back. We, you know, we need this. This is something that's so – everyone is so passionate about. We need football back and so that everyone can kind of get back into going to games and watching the game on TV and watching SportsCenter and feeling great about what's happening with our country. I think the game helps accelerate that. Coaches, uh, on the more fun side of things, is there a, a, a coach that you would want to stay in quarantine with or one you wouldn't just for fun as a, as a kind of a fun topic? <laughs> That's a good question. <laughs> 
<laughs> who, who would I is who would you want to be in quarantine with, and maybe who wouldn't you want to be in quarantine with? They'll, they'll still be your friend, but it's just kind of a fun topic. Um, <laughs> I, I get along with everybody pretty good. I'm trying to think of the guys that I that I know. You know, the the new head coach from UNLV is a San Jose State football alum. Uh huh. I was in his wedding. Like we're really close. Okay. Um, but I'm not sure. I'm not sure we could be quarantined together. We would probably, <laughs> um, even though he's one of my best friends on the planet. Yeah. Uh, you know, I I think I have been talking a lot with, with David Shaw mm-hmm. about just um, what, you know, what they're doing. Um, our families are close friends. And so I'm sure. um, just getting, getting some feedback from him. But he's a guy I could hang out with. But I, I don't know. That'd be, t- that'd be tough. It would be tough. It's tough. You've got your family and that's good. Um, is there a, a sport or thing that you're missing the most? Like, do you watch it? Are you interested in other sports? Are you missing certain events right now that you would normally – be uh getting geared up for well i'm missing giants baseball you know know, i I think you know being a bay area guy through and through i'm I'm missing giants baseball i'm i'm missing the warriors late in the season you know there's just so much fun stuff this time of year that you get to watch you know i i'm i feel awful for the high school kids that don't get to complete their senior seasons i feel awful for the college kids that aren't getting their spring sports you work all year and then all of a sudden you don't get to play your spring sport you know, specifically, I know the student-athletes at San Jose State, mm-hmm. a bunch of great young people that work so hard and train so hard. So I think that's a, you know, that's one of those deals that this is such an amazing experience to go through because everybody has a little bit different, imp- is impacted a little bit differently by it. Um, what was I going to ask you about the uh, the athletes? Uh, I forgot. I was uh, so, such a good answer. Um, have you picked up any new hobbies? This is a thing that I feel like a lot of us are doing. We're learning, either relearning something or, hey, we're, we're doing this now. Yeah. Um, no, actually, I've just been doing a bunch of stuff online. You know, I'm um, taking an online class right now um, through Yale. It's been pretty fun. Yeah. Enjoying that. It's really different. But uh, I, I think a lot of the people I talk to, a lot of the coaches I talk to are, are, are actually now finding time to do some stuff that – they, they hadn't done before, whether that was personal or professional development, or I've got a buddy learning how to play the guitar online. That's not me. I can't do that. But, yeah. but uh, you know, so no, I wouldn't say any, so much any new habits. I'm, I'm kind of looking for some ways to build out myself, hopefully make me a better football coach or a better dad or a better husband, mm-hmm. uh, which I'm, I got a long way to go in all those categories. <laughs> I think we all have a long way to go in everything. Coach, is there something we don't know about you that's, you know, you're obviously in the public eye and there's, you Google your name, you'll find a million different stories and, and things about you. Uh, there's something we don't know about you, Coach? I don't know. I, I think the world is pretty much has a pretty good feel for things nowadays. <laughs> um, everyone has access to everything. Uh, but, you know, no, I don't, I don't know. I would figure you'd be the one that would know better than me. <laughs> That's a good call. Yeah, I got to Google a bunch of things and do some research. Um, actually, I want to ask you, because uh, David Shaw, he's been a part of the NFL draft on TV, and we're hoping yeah. to catch up with him soon, just like we are you. And, we talked to Chase Garbers, Never Weaver. Um, the NFL draft, what do you think it's going to look like this year? We're so used to it being a spectacle, especially the last couple of years. It's going to be in Las Vegas. It was going to be huge. Um, and now it's kind of maybe going back to what it used to be. But what do you think it's going to be like presented on TV and then also for some of the players and their experience this time around? Well, I think you just – that's a hard thing for those, those young men that have worked so hard and so long for that experience and they have this – expectation or this vision of what it's going to be and then all of a sudden that changes and they don't get to do that um 
you know, but I think at the end of the day, anyone involved in that experience, I think those guys are incredibly fortunate. And as long as you look at it through the right lens, you have a chance to see it the right way. Um, but I think for the rest of us, it's going to feel way different, right? Because <laughs> yeah. we are used to the spectacle and we are used to, uh, you know, the chaos of, of seeing that night and Roger Goodell walk, walk out on stage and yeah. announce those picks. And I'm interested to see how the NFL, how the teams handle it, how the organizations handle it. Uh, you know, are you going to have GMs and coaching staffs, you know, all on Zoom like this and <laughs> separate places all over and, and communicating? And, you know, it's, does the, the NFL going to give them more time? You, when you're on the clock, you have a little bit bigger window. I don't know. Yeah, we're, I think we're all interested to see. And I think, Coach, for you, the last one I'll leave you with is uh, kids that come to your program, they're learning, that, you know, they want to get a good education, they want to play football. But I think the goal for all these guys that come here, they probably want to play in the NFL or professional football somewhere. So what do you tell these young men when you talk to them or try to recruit them to San Jose State? What's the selling point to become a Spartan? Well, the biggest thing, I think, is just the, the quality of the education and where we are. Mm-hmm. You know, I, like there's that, there's that balance between the NFL dream and then the guarantee, right? And, you know, the, the, the one thing that's guaranteed for them to build a better life for themselves is for them to – get their college degree and invest heavily in our beyond football program with Tobrook Blaine. And she has our young, you know, our young men are doing all kinds of awesome stuff out in the community, whether that's community service or whether that's, you know, professional development. And so, you know, our, my pitch is always about the whole person and football is a big part of their life, but we also know that football in reality is a very small part of your life. Right. And so how do we get, them to see that big picture the the value of the education the value of the process of being here in Silicon Valley at a place like San Jose State where you have Adobe and Zoom downtown and Apple's seven miles away and Google's 20 miles away and you know just I'm sure I'm forgetting a bunch of other important uh you know Yahoo and Netflix I mean it's all there it's all around here so I'm trying to get our young people to understand the value of, okay, let's chase plan A, which is the NFL with everything you got, your dream. Let's chase that dream with everything you got. Let's also build out that plan B and let's build out that roadmap through beyond football that gives you a great idea about what you want to do when you're done playing football, whether that's when you're done here at San Jose State or when after you play for 10 years in the NFL. Mm-hmm. I, I actually, one more. If you weren't a football coach, what would you be doing? Well, that's a good question. Uh, <laughs> I don't, I don't <laughs> Uh, I don't know. I would be doing something with people. I like people. Yeah. I like being around people. So I don't know if that'd be teaching because I kind of feel like football. I feel like what yeah. we do is teaching, mm-hmm. um, teaching or you know just sales of some kind. I, yeah. I I could not be like a in the office all day crunching numbers or staring at yeah. computers. Like I I would need to be out moving around a little bit. Oh, that's why we're all, I mean, myself, you, we're all kind of restless as we stay in, stay inside for now and stay home. I know that's the directive that we all should be doing. Coach, we thank you for your time. It was really great. And uh, we hope to see you in person very soon. I can't wait for that. Look yeah. forward to it. Thank you, Coach. All right. Good to see you.